need, I think I need, I think I need, I think I need another cheeseburger. Jack Daniels. <laughs> that's good. It's good trumpet. It's good that's mouth. Good, you and Dave Coulier have good air trumpets, man. <laughs> you and fucking Dave Coulier. It's my hero, dude. Seriously, come on, cut it out. <laughs> that's rarefied air. <laughs> wait, 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 you just said Dave Coulier is your hero. Oh, when I was a kid. I mean, he would g -g 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 break into Popeye. He would do the whole cut it out. Um, he would fucking crack little jokes here and there. He banged Alanis Morissette, then cheated on her, then created one of the greatest albums in the 1990s. What's Max, not to love about Dave Coulier? Me and Kelly were talking about this. So I don't know if you guys, I, we have like we don't have cable. We have like Hulu. We have Hulu Live, and we have like a bunch of other streaming services. And like you don't have cable, cut it out. <laughs> Holy so shit! Hold on, pause one second. Where was Dave? Where is Dave Coulier in this entire ad program that you just came up with, Wes? We need him. He needs <laughs> to be a part of Direct TV stream or some shit like that. Cut it out. Boom. Does Sorry, that guy Alan. do? Uh, does that guy do cameos? I'm. I don't. I don't think he needs to. He's a. Well, he's a well-established stand-up comedian, which is how he got Full House in the first place. So he doesn't need money. Alan, you uh, you go on about your story about Hulu. I'll check out the Dave Coulier cameo front. By the way, uh, there's a couple channels that popped up on the Hulu, uh, and they're all like, if you've ever watched like music videos on YouTube or anything, there's Vivo. Vivo is a lot of like official music videos, and so there is Vivo channels on Hulu now. Like remember like Music Choice back in the day? Like it was just streamed fucking music basically on your cable TV. This is fucking streamed music videos. And a lot of Atlantis more sets been on the nineties channel recently. And me and my wife had this discussion. We were like Dave Coulier. He fucking he created this. He caused this shit. She was like twenty. <laughs> and she was hey. like, you motherfucker and you can even drag that little string out a little bit further because Taylor Hawkins, who was the drummer for Alanis Morissette, was discovered by Dave Grohl right. from the Foo Fighters because that rock, that album fucking rocked and he heard the drums and he said, that's the guy. I need him. Yeah. 25 years later, here we are. He's dead. Yeah, I was, uh, we've got like, the video that was on that spurred this was like, you ought to know, I think. And like, I was listening to the, to like the thing and I was like, you know, this is kind of hip hoppy, like, like it's rock, right? But like this, this drum beat that she drives, like that she carries lyrically, like it's it's legitimately like she's spitting bars, and it's weird. Like I was like, this sound, this sounds to my ear at fucking thirty six years old, totally different than it did when it came, like when I heard it when it came out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, interesting. This is a good conversation. Alanis Morissette. <laughs> no, uh, no Dave Couillet. We got uh, Dave Mustaine, Chef Dave on TikTok. Uh, Dave Wanstead, the former uh, Dolphins coach. Dave Hill. Uh, then it started. Hold on, Chef Dave. Is that the guy who like uh, just like deadpan? Like, uh, is he kind of like look like a bald guy, but he's got a cap on, and he just and no. he's on TikTok everywhere, and he just deadpans. Oh, there you go. Use that fucking hand again, you dumb shit. Why don't you contaminate everything? Looks disgusting. Two out of ten. I take a bite.
Oh, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> that guy's awesome. I know who, he's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> I love when he watches that other guy that like makes shit out of chocolate. <laughs> and he's like, fuck this guy. This guy's fuck. It's going to be beautiful. He's like a fucking engineer. He's like, out of 10, I'd eat it. <laughs> oh, look, he's making a car. I bet it drives. <laughs> he made a safe. He made a little safe. And it worked. It worked in gears. <laughs> Chocolate. Uh, and Dave Winfield. That's about the only other. After that, it gets pretty. Uh, did, you up, did you just look up Dave's? Is that what you looked up? <laughs> so there's no Dave Couillet, and I wanted to be sure, so I just typed in Dave. And by the way, I obviously had had to misspell Couillet in order to get the right spelling, copy and pasted it, and threw that into the search bar. Okay, yeah. Naturally. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing all right. He's doing uh, all right now, then. <laughs> who's supposed to know how to spell Couillet? I know, right? It's ridiculous. Uh, and of course, Will, William Daniels, the teacher from Boy Meets World. Oh, that guy's great. Mr. Feeney? You talking Mr. about Mr. Feeney? Yeah. yeah. 150 bucks. Huh. Oh, we could get a Mr. Feeney for 150 bucks? Yeah, that seems, that's like, a, like, a, that seems like an overcharge, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, I'm, I'm on his side. It both, it both, it both is and isn't. I get, Yes. I feel yeah. you. You're not getting Mr. Feeney. You're getting a shaky old man who just happens yeah. to live in the husk of Mr. Feeney. He's maybe if you're old and frail now, I think. If you're at like two reasons, if you're at, if you find yourself at some odd Boy Meets World convention or something <laughs> like that, a Boy Meets World fan group, and you're like, "Hey, look, everyone, we got a very special guest," and he comes on the screen, everyone goes bananas. Or if you're a low income, low budget having company, and you, you're Desperate for a keynote speaker, you know. Nah, man, you know? I, I don't know. That, that, that's beyond desperation. That's a. That's why. That's that's why you're a podunk, no money fucking company is because you're hiring Mister Feeney to come yeah. fucking talk at your fucking retreat. It's really like if you say William, William, William Daniels, everyone. Like wait, who? Oh, Mister Feeney. Gotcha. I got it. <laughs> How did you deal with whichever savage kid? It was <laughs> Fred or Ben. Ben. That would that would have ben, been Ben. Was that Ben? <laughs> How did you deal with him on set? Seems seemed unruly. Yeah. Was that him all the time, or just him in character? Um. You need stage kids. I think that's got to be like seventy-five percent all the time. I mean, I think on screen's a hundred percent, seventy-five percent everywhere else. Think about it; it's two of them too, man. You got Fred and Ben. Those motherfuckers like owned the goddamn '90s. Mm -hmm. They're gonna be living. They they made like generational like oil baron wealth by acting like twats on screen for fucking what a collective of fifteen years. I think like all the shows they made have been remade, right? Like, in You're some right. correct. probably like oh, I think yeah, like it's ridiculous. They yeah. They were like, it's like Americana, like you know what I mean, like on, in television form. Wasn't one of, one of the uh, one one the one of the lesser known like not Topinga but someone else on that show is a, a porn star now? Oh yeah, the redhead broad that yeah. the older brother used to date. That's right. Yes, you're right. That's, uh, <laughs> not that I know much about that. I've heard recently that maybe somebody on that show was. And I guessed. I don't took, know. That, 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 guess. it, look, I'm just saying, if you looked up blacked, you might find it. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, that oh yeah coming from you is pretty definitive that you know. 
<laughs> you just gave a very precise example, but sure. <laughs> Never everybody. It's actually, it's actually interesting because it comes, it came to me that way because I saw it the other day and I was like, is that, is that boy beats world bitch? Uh, that's exactly what I said to myself. Uh, and yeah, it is. As a matter of fact, <laughs> you know, it's, boy, boys meet world bitch, uh, which is sexist, but you know, it is what it is. But it's spelled M E. It's spelled M E A T. Yeah. Boy meets world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maitland Ward. Yep. That's, that's it. That's the one. Oh, boy. Check that out. We'll check that yeah, out. Yeah, just check nope. that later. <laughs> Look into that one. Uh, middle class all everyone. Murr, Allen, and Foxman. Hey, listen, a, uh, a very significant and a very uh, a, a milestone was reached in the sports world last night. Well, yeah, last night, depending two on Two nights upon, ago, whenever. Uh, two nights ago, yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, LeBron James um, passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the all-time leading score in NBA history. Uh, did it in the third quarter. Needed 36 points. Did it in the third quarter. Merger win any money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Oh no, I didn't win the money because all of the stats hit except for the Lakers winning the actual game, which would have been nice. Maybe if they weren't distracted by I don't know, like a ten-minute fucking jerk myself off celebration with ten seconds left in the third quarter. Maybe the momentum might have carried them through to the end of the game to where they could have actually completed my parlay and given me a few uh, bucks in my account. But instead, we had to go have LeBron cuss on live national television. We had to do the video screen of his entire life from infancy to basketballdom to now to uh, Drake pretending he was at a party with a green screen behind him. Snoop Dogg, for some reason, celebrating the victory for no <laughs> apparent reason, except for I'm sure there's going to be a hot party after the show. So, yeah, I saw it. So you didn't you didn't like the celebration and that's and you thought it was over the top. I didn't appreciate in the middle of a sporting event, which the man has played his entire basically based his entire life around. I didn't appreciate the saga of the celebration. I didn't mind yeah. the celebration. Hey, boom, there it is. All time leading score. You know, blow a little whistle, fucking official timeout, keep the TV cameras running. Family comes down to the sideline, give them all a hug, little bro hug to Brony. Kareem. Yeah, Kareem. Give, yeah, have Kareem come down, give like the big like man shake, you know, back slap, like uh, congratulations. And then, you know, throw some chalk in the air, get back on the court, finish up that last 10 seconds. Grab okay. Him. Yeah. So you, you didn't mind the game being stopped. You mind that it just went on and on and on and on and on. Okay. Two minutes, three minutes. Okay. Then, then after the game, finishing fourth quarter, air horn goes off like everyone stay in your seats in celebration of this monumentous occasion. Let's celebrate the life and career of the all-time NBA leading scorer, LeBron James. Two okay. things. Well, just television ratings. Yeah. Fucking people stick around. And you can do whatever the fuck you want now. You can go on for 30 minutes, an hour. I don't give a shit. Okay, so I, I I do have a couple thoughts on what you just said, but I want to let Alan get uh, give his thoughts or or you know just say this shit sucks. <laughs> so you know, look, it, uh, as Wes alluded to, we've discussed this behind the scenes. I don't care. Uh, don't care. Didn't watch it. Uh, I've gone back since and watched like I watched everything after our discussions, and I was like, and I agree with you, Mur. Like I knew me, you Mur, you knew we agreed. 
from the on- outset of the discussion on on the on the on the Facebooks. Yeah, but, but I think where we disagreed was like your your disinterest. I don't care yeah. about basketball either. But if there's like a ping ponger out there, I don't know what they're fucking called, and he's about to score is like one billionth fucking slam, and he's got his, yeah, I'm, <laughs> that's what they're called. Actually. I'm gonna get. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tune in for Ching Chang Wong's fucking slap the dong on ping pong and just yeah, to see it happen. Crazy, but that's fine. That's okay. uh, <laughs> I uh, that's fair. Look, I, that's fine. But like, I still don't care. Like, sh- yes, like this is, uh, and I am a sports guy. You know this. I would say Ooh. I'm more of a sports guy than you, Mur. Like, uh, would you disagree? But, I like, would now. <laughs> Like, this is one that I'm just like, and like, I brought it up. This isn't even his most impressive motherfucking accomplishment. And fucking Wes was like, yeah, he's fucking right about that. Like, it, yeah. it, I don't care. <laughs> you, you, okay, hold on. You you said hardly worth mentioning. Yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah, care. You, did. Yep. You, did you, you, you not caring Listen, and hardly worth mentioning can, be, man- can, man- can, can be mutually exclusive. They can be mute. You not caring and it not worth be mentioning can be two different realms of trains of thought, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, like, it is, we, we, if you if you like a sport, you're gonna like the stats, <clears throat> and this is arguably the best. Yeah. The greatest stat of the game. You're right, but it's not even his best stat. Like, it's, well, it's hard for me to care. Winning the championship and the statistic aren't the same, aren't they? No, I don't believe so. Uh, aren't they measures of success? Both. Uh, there, they are. There is a Venn diagram that involves both of them. Do you mind? Do you mind pulling it up for me? It's been a rough draft, but I've been working on. I'm curious. This one. I mean, okay. This, this, this. Okay, this statistic was regular season. Oh man. Okay. Okay. Well, here's what I was going to ask you guys. Okay. Okay. Uh, you, you, I agree. I did think it was a, a bit over the top. They did stop when Kareem passed Wilt in 84 and they had the whole team came out and people started shaking hands. Uh, I do agree with you. I don't know if they have the ability to determine because what was it like 10 seconds before the third quarter ended? Yeah. I, yes. I think that they should allow the, the Thunder to inbound the ball and say, folks, stick around. When we come back from the commercial break, we're going to have a celebration between the third and fourth quarter. That would have made more sense, but I just don't know if they have the ability to make that decision before a game. I don't think they go on. Yeah, you have advertising money that you can't fuck around with. You have people who have paid a lot of times. So I think they said, as soon as the, as soon as it happens, we're going to stop the game. We're going to, we're going to carry on with it. I I'm just spitballing here. I could be way off. I'm not an executive producer. I, I don't know. That's just my best guess. Uh, Go ahead, Mer. It was obviously pre-planned because you had the fucking commissioner of the league with a microphone walk onto the center of the court to give a speech. So they knew this was going to be a thing as soon as it happened. They had pre-planned, like, as soon as the ball crosses the threshold of the rim, fucking break out the confetti, pop some dom yam, and fucking, like, bring it all to the center. And, and I mean... Dom Yam, huh? Wow, I, never heard of that. Shut up. I fucking, it was a slur. I just wanted to keep moving on. <laughs> Dom Perignon. Anyway, um, it, but to me, it was a celebration of hubris. And it, that's, 
I I think Allen is on to something with this isn't even LeBron's best stat, but to LeBron, this is LeBron's best stat. This is, I am the greatest. I am the best there ever is, there ever was, there ever will be. I'm the Brett the Hitman heart now. I think, like, I think, look, I think we, there's a lot of common ground on the opinion of LeBron James between me and Murr. Like, I think he's great. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's probably, I mean, if he's, if we're going to discuss it, he's probably number two. Like, but like, like, and almost hands down, I would even go that far. But like, I just like, I just it doesn't, it, it, I I don't care. Like, it doesn't impress me. I just don't like. I, I there's a lot about my man. I don't like. Like, he's a good he, he's a good guy. Like, not like a per as a person. I didn't mean it that way. I didn't want to come off wrong. Like, he's a very charitable guy. He does good things for his community in all the communities in the, in the cities he's played in. But like. When he became a Laker, I was kind of like, mm. there's always like, so there's some, there's, you know, there's some teams, right? Like the Celtics, like, I, and I, I'm not even really a big NBA guy, but I'm just like, man, they're just cities, I think, right? For me, like from a sports perspective and like, as is, I, he became a Laker and I was like, ah, I think that's the final straw for me, bud. Like, I'm, I'm good. I didn't like a whole lot of other things. You're phenomenal. You're a fucking machine, bro. You still got fucking five. You're you're going Brady on us. You're going. Yeah. You got five. You got still got like five more years left, probably, unless you fucking blow something out. Like you're a machine. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be beautiful to watch. But like ah, you've already tarnished yourself. Wes, why is it important though? Explain just at least okay to go against what Alan said. Like worth mentioning. Why is it worth mentioning? Well, I mean, it's like pick a pick a st- I mean, home run record, which has since been kind of semi tarnished because of bonds. But I think they're I mean, in a game like NBA, we're scoring <laughs> the Madden yet. You got to score more than the other team to win the game when scoring is an absolute premium. Uh, doing it the most more than any other player ever played the game is this, is an important statistic. And I think it trumps things like most rebounds of all time, most assists of all time, most steals of all time, most blocks of all time. Uh, and, and, you know, and which is even more significant because he passed magic late last season on the assist record. Now he's like fifth in that fourth or fifth. I think it's fifth, um, <clears throat> which was as impressive in and of itself. Now, okay. Now, now that I got your guys' attention, I want to ask you something. I was thinking about this today and, and again, I admit it was a bit over ridiculous. And if I never have to hear fucking Adam silver talk ever again, outside of like NBA drafts, I'll fucking sleep fucking heavenly god that guy's so awkward what an awful fucking league commissioner commissioners generally suck like get to name me a good one but they should they should be charismatic at least his predecessor or wait right would he be hit uh david uh daniel stern or david stern daniel stern is the actor david stern david stern daniel stern is is mar from home alone (laughs) the wet bandits but is yeah, David Silver is he? He's a David Adam Silver. Kid, he? Adam Silver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's they, they, I don't know. I, I just he gives me the creeps, man. He's he's growing into a modern day crypt keeper. Uh, but you're gonna have to get a wig on him, like outside the you know, and then just do just a little bit more makeup. Okay, but you guys, uh, we're, we're talking about over the top zealous uh, achievement celebrations. Did you guys think when Ripken did the lap in 2131, that was tacky? No, it was fucking beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> no, and someone brought that up. 
Um, <laughs> Look at the colors of this hat. Fuck up. <laughs> somebody brought that up because I, 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 I like, no, it was amazing. I was telling people at work. I was asking them, I was like, "Did you watch that last night?" And they're like, "Nah, why?" I was like, I, and I told them about the celebration. I was like, "It was just over the top." I was like, "It was just, it was cringy and tacky." And they were like, "Yeah, what about what about Ripken's thing?" I said, "I was like, that stadium was about to cause like a fucking." A, a, a five on the Richter scale because people wouldn't sit down and stop. So it's like he had, he almost had no choice but to almost calm the fucking stadium by running around the outskirts of the outfield. Just, and dude, that, that's one in the modern era of sports. Uh, we always say this, well, that's one that'll never be broken. Dude, the person that's going to break it isn't born yet. <laughs> they haven't played their first game of baseball yet. If you go through the stats yeah. of everybody that's playing the game right now, so it was a big, it was a big deal. There was the strike. They came back. Ripken was a clean cut guy, at least you know beyond the Kevin Costner saga. And she fucking, you won't let that dog shit go. <laughs> never, 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 never will, never. People never. outside of Baltimore even but, fucking understand that. But it seemed, it seemed no. appropriate in the moment. This just seemed like no matter what, we're doing it. That was almost spontaneous the way Ripken handled it. This was, we have the PA system ready to roll. Bring mm -hmm. it out. Yeah. That's fair. They probably, and like with Rivkin, they probably knew that that was going to happen. Like, obviously they, they did. Right. But like, my man fucking like, he's in the dugout. Like he wasn't like out there showing it. Like, my man, like out. they pushed it. They literally yeah, shoved yeah, him out. Like Bernie, LeBron, yeah, LeBron yeah. like, like it was all sh like such a shit. Like nobody even closed him down for that little jumper, right? Like he was just like pop. No, uh, I think no, no, no. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna amazing. clown on. I'm not gonna clown on LeBron for that one. He did a full on. He jumped backwards. He, okay. he, he, he pulled his shot. That was his shot. He knew he had it when he pulled it too. Yeah. Yeah, he was on he was on fire in that third quarter, man. He was fucking up and down the transition. You know, thirty eight year old man with some fucking some still some good legs, good pop, man. You so, can yeah. you can tell those toes are hurting him, man. Like oh, ever, oh, yeah. ever since I saw that picture of his feet on the beach, like that fucking pinky toe, like touching his big toe, I'm like, damn. When I watch him walk, I'm like, dude, you're hurting me right now. Like I respect yeah. the fact you're moving. You can't be you can't be seeing like athletes' feet. It's no. fucking, it's god awful. Like <laughs> we watch we we watch soccer quite a bit, and like our team loves to do like a locker room photo after each win, and it's just these these soccer dudes like cleats off, and it's like oh, it's just a mangled mess. You just got clubs down there yeah. whacking <laughs> at this fucking inflated ball. Like it's, it's just nothing. You got toenails that are like. Thicker than fucking all, like the bottom of Coke bottles in the 60s. They've all fused together. They're just fucking. Yeah, you yeah, so all have trench feet. You're not even World War One veterans. Yeah. <laughs> now, and I heard uh, uh, Joe Rogan's uh, producer, Jamie, like talking. He's a big basketball fan. And he's talking about like why that is. It's like, he's like, you got to realize that this guy has been doing like shuttle runs for the last like 30 years of his life, if not more, just right. back and forth, stopping on that pinky toe, shoving it to the side, going the other way, planting and jumping. He's like, your big toe and your little toe, they're just, they're just along for the ride, Tust. dude. Yeah, they're test. Yeah. But <clears throat> anyway, to circle back, I, it, it, I stayed up. I watched it. I was excited to see it. Uh, I'm not as big of an NBA guy as I was 
you know, in my <clears throat> late teens, the early, even mid twenties and things like that. But I still appreciate it. And it was still one of these things like I, I, I'm, I'm staying up late. I don't care how late it is. I'm going to have it on. I don't care if it keeps Sarah up. I'm, I'm going to watch it. And, you know, thankfully happened in the third quarter and I waited till the third quarter ended. I went to bed. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> you know, look, I'm prone to hyperbole. Surprise. <laughs> but it is, it is one of the greatest achievements in sport. Like we'll, we will most likely die and not see this break. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like to Murr's point, ain't nobody fucking breaking that Ripken shit. That's just not happening. Can I, this happen? I think yes, but it's gonna take a long, long time and a and some sort of, uh, you know, enigmatic athlete like LeBron to come about, and it hasn't come about yet. Yeah, so like, I think. The- but also, again, I, it's. Meh. <laughs> in, the, in the pantheon of American sports stuff at the moment, I, I think uh, Ripken's record is up there along with like the hits record, uh, most wins, most losses, um, uh, stolen bases. Ricky oh, Henderson's stolen bases! Fucking dead. never. That's never, never gonna get burned. Never, never ever <laughs> ever. ever it might be like most caught stealing, you know, because they just don't do it that much. I know this year the, the bags are bigger now. The, the, or the bases are larger. Yeah. They're trying to like get, get more, and they're, they're they're fucking limiting the amount of pickoffs you can have per per runner on base. So because they're trying to, yeah, you can only pick, you can only pick a try to attempt to pick a person off three times at a bag. That's uh, dumb. That's I think that's dumb. But because mm. like it's yeah, incredibly dumb. Because like if I'm a if I'm a if I'm a base and well yeah, then then again you might have just. You might have just like predicted your own future there. Like maybe the stolen base record will be broken if they continue to keep this rule. Because if I'm a if I'm a fast guy and I can take a big lead and I know I can get back to first on pickoffs, I wait for three pickoffs. I take off on the fourth. Nah, I don't. I just don't. I don't know. I don't see that. I don't see that. Just, yeah, just but- you know, the sheer attempts, like guys doing. You know, Henderson stole fucking hundred bases like six or seven times. Man, no one stole a hundred. In almost forty years, probably forty years. I think Vince Coleman was the last one to do it. Yeah, you're trying like most like nowadays stealing thirty is a fucking like a deal. Yeah, that motherfucker was stealing a hundred bases in a <laughs> yeah. season. Yeah, hundred thirty-eight <laughs> once. Look, looking at fucking pitchers being like, "You're a bitch." I'm <laughs> running, and no, nothing you can do about it. There's some ridiculous stat. The the year he stole 100, I think it's 138 bases in a season. He stole second and third like 19 times in the same in, in the same in the same sequence. That's awesome. I'd be furious <laughs> yeah. if I was on any position on the opposing team. I'd be furious. Yeah. Well, it's outrageous. Now, not to put myself on any level of Ricky Henderson, but when I played JV baseball back in Perryville, Maryland, here, uh, <laughs> I, they had the rule where you could pinch run the kit, the pitcher, and the catcher. You know, and it didn't matter. It's just that way that they'd be ready for the next inning. And uh, so I was the pinch runner for both the catcher and the pitcher. So basically. I got to run the bases every other inning, like through the entire game. And I remember I was money. I'd, I stole second. Probably, I went, think I went 10 for 10 at the beginning of the season. And then after that, it was just like I was every other time getting picked off. And I just like, what's going on? Are my legs not fast enough? And he's like, dude, they know you're going to steal second base. <laughs> they're just waiting to throw a fastball outside to fucking pick you off at second. That's what they're doing. 
that's partially my fault. So just stop stealing second every fucking time. But Ricky mm-hmm. Henderson, Ricky Henderson with wheels of steel and gold was just like, fuck you, I'm gone. Do something about it. Yeah. 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 So I think he holds the record for caught stealing most. But hey, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got to risk it. You got to. This is actually a really uh, early on in my, uh, and I I do want to get back to sports just a little bit. Well, let me, hold on. I'll tell you, you asked about the scoring record. Maybe someone, because of the the importance now of the three point line, someone like a Luca who has an inside out game, a six foot eight guy. Uh, a lot has to go right, though. The health, the team that you're on, th- things like that, you know, and and <clears throat> like a guy like LeBron, who I think I read somewhere spends like a million dollars a year on on his health and 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 well being and exercise. You know, but he's like, yeah, I mean, I pay my nutritionist, things like that. You know, guys, just like guys like that, doing what he's doing at 38, kind of unheard of. This is a <laughs> to close this segment out. Uh, I was getting. I was desperate to find find a job <clears throat> that paid well. And I did a day where I shadowed people who went to businesses, asked if they could see a copy of the uh, the energy bill, and then they would say, hey, we can get you a better deal. You familiar oh, with these types yeah. of uh, – Yeah. Yeah, I, I am. I got to about lunch, and I was like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm good on this. But uh, the guy said uh, – he, he knew I was a sports guy. He was like, you know, Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth held the home run record for a long time. I was like, yeah. Yeah, he sure did. And he's like, you know what else you did a lot of? It's like, what? It's like strike out. It's like, no, no, Ruth actually didn't strike out that much. He had like a 340 lifetime average, a 342. He's like, no, look, I struck out a whole lot. He was the all-time leader for a long time. And I was like, he's not gonna let this go, is he? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He struck out a lot. Hey man. <laughs> Ruth struck out a lot. It was that it was his point. Was his point that hey, you're gonna knock on some doors, they're not gonna answer. You're gonna knock on some doors, they're gonna shut them in your face. You're gonna knock on some doors, they're gonna show you the power building. Just still say no, but you gotta keep going. You gotta keep yeah. knocking. Was that his? Okay, that was that's a hundred and ten percent what the pitch was. Okay, yeah, yeah, you got it. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations, LeBron James. Uh, regardless of our mixed emotions of the celebration, I was. By the way, I was happy about Kareem being there. And him, you know, kind of holding the ball and doing the thing. You know, there's a generation of people that are going to miss out on just how cool and down to earth and how great that guy, he he gets stuff published in the Washington Post regularly. He's a phenomenal writer. Read some of his stuff. You know, he's, he's more, he was more than a basketball player and is more than a basketball player. He's a great thinker, philosopher. He was in a fucking Bruce Lee movie. Yeah. Yeah. Lou man. Because they were like, yeah. Yeah. They're philosophically aligned. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Look, bottom Dang. line, I sometimes the, the, you hate seeing a record broken because you hate to see the guy whose record is being broken. And so, like, you know, I, I think that was the difference. Like, the humility of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar sitting in the stands, like, patiently waiting for his record to be, you know, which is essentially going to be obliterated by LeBron by the time this is all done. Um, this the humility of somebody like that juxtaposed against uh, juxtap- you know the word I'm saying up against LeBron James like yo bring the videotron down show my life <laughs> 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 and then and then, and then um, oh and then when he wrapped up his speech on the court live on NBC television oh, fuck man fuck man right. <laughs> how articulate that's that's a modern day philosopher right there you're right. Good point. Good point. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, folks. Hey, listen, we're extremely excited about something brand new that we're going to bring your way. Now, the middle class holes have a slew of regular reoccurring bits. We have friend or foe asking for a friend this week in middle class holes history. Fun fact Friday, one and done. Uh, before you go, uh, middle class holes, badass of the week and our good, bad movie review. And Alan has one that he's going to uh, unveil towards the end of the show. And we're going to review it. Uh, during our next recording. But tonight, tonight is the goddamn brand spanking new segment that we like to call Nostradamus. <laughs> it's time to ask Nostradamus. We're going to grab some headlines from the news, uh, run them past Nostradamus, and find out what they mean for me, for you, for our children's future. Nostradamus, <laughs> are you prepared? Yes. <laughs> I wish we had a filter. <laughs> I, need a, I, need a, I need that wizard hat. Yeah, we do need to get you a wizard's hat. All right, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give me a Washington wizard's hat, just to be ironic. <laughs> oh, that's what we're doing. I he only has a Lakers hat. Good call. Good call. He only has a LeBron hat. <laughs> so, our first question tonight for Nostradamus. Nostradamus. Mm-hmm. The Chinese floated a weather balloon over top of the United States for what I believe was several weeks. We waited till it floated out over the Atlantic and then shot it down with one of our supreme. We used the most superior air technology that's ever been developed to blow up a balloon over the Atlantic Ocean. So, yeah. What does it mean? Um, honestly, what I have seen in the reeds is that. There's a shortage of pigeon meat, and and they were starting to think maybe there's still some buffalo meat around that we could use. And, you know, Wyoming, Montana, they're not really watching it, you know? Everybody thinks it's just open land now. Yellowstone and fucking Kevin Costner just proved to everybody that it's empty. So maybe we could fucking fulfill our shortage of pigeon meat for our general sows, our oranges, Szechuan's. Those are all chicken. Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo meat. <laughs> Nostradamus, does this mean that uh, pigeons are in fact not uh, government drones? <laughs> That's indeed true. Um, but most hawks and uh, other raptors, birds of prey, they are. I fucking know it. God damn, yeah. knew it. Uh, thought so. Thought so. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad I could bring that insight. <laughs> okay, so good. So the only reason the weather balloon was here was to watch over the plains of Montana, Oklahoma, the Great Plains, and uh, track the migration of what's left of our native buffalo population. It was a, it was a meat scout. It was it was a meat scout. Okay, so it was a it was a meat scout mission. So if we pull the data from this drone that was floating above our heads. We're only going to find pinpoint accurate counts of how many buffalo are currently roaming the plains of the United States of America. Yeah, basically. Sounds like a, like a law of large numbers thing. Like they couldn't get the entire area. But you, if you do enough and then, you know, multiply that by X amount, you might get, you know, an approximate number. Nasha Dumbass, am I right on that? Well, like the pigeon to buffalo conversion. Uh, <laughs> for, uh, for meat. Is is really high. 
Oh, it's so staggering. A single, yeah. So a single <laughs> buffalo, really. I mean, it could it 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 could really supply like the Chinese food needs mm. for like the state of Oklahoma for about a month. You know what I mean? So you only need a couple buffalo to really keep a couple states going. Yeah, so, I mean, I would imagine yeah, I mean, like it's valuable information if you could find, let's say, a couple hundred. You know, well, I mean, Which one buffalo testicle, up. one buffalo testicle's got to be equal to like five pigeons. Yeah, yeah, that's my point. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it's, all the parts of the buffalo create so much, so much affordable Chinese food for America. For starving Americans around the country, you know, oh, inflation wait. is insane. Hold on, wait. So this isn't even I wait. You, I don't know if you know that. <laughs> so wait, on. This isn't even the. This isn't even for their own populace. This is to, to fund. Oh the, yeah. The yes. the Chinese markets in America. It's your strip malls, shopping markets, uh, food courts. This is only yeah. to feed us Americanized Chinese food. Yeah, yeah. So there's, this was an American Chinese balloon. <laughs> No, it's a Chinese Chinese balloon. But what you're missing here is the the funnel of American wealth that goes back to China ah. through your local corner Chinese carryout. Okay, that's you think about the money you spend there. No, I am. You know, think think look, your ten dollar your ten dollar lunch special with your spring roll, you know, and your can of Coca Cola, you know. The, the raw cost on that's about about a dollar and a quarter. And you're paying what? 10, 11, 12, maybe in a high in a high rent district. Maybe getting the jasmine rice. Twelve bucks. Ninety hmm. percent of that is funneled back to the Chinese Republic. And that's why we got to be wary. of them. You know, what goes good with that is if you wash it down with a 16 ounce Arizona ginseng tea. What you should do is you do you use a Sapporo so that you're not matching cultures. You're God. really clashing. You're you're really you're it's yeah. a statement. It's like a Ken versus Ryu situation in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Nuster Dumbass is nationalistic. He's he's pretty xenophobic about America. So okay. So if I'm to break this down correctly, so the Chinese weather balloon was hanging out over the Great Plains of the U.S. to track the migration of the buffalo to replace the pigeon meat, which is currently being used in our General So's orange chicken and everything else that's found at our local takeout Chinese food restaurants, which are Chinese government fronts to bleed Americans dry on cheap food to continue to funnel money into the Chinese nationalist economy to then come back and subvert the United States of America through Correct. economic force. Correct. And that's just high, that's just a high level explanation. Yeah. yeah, you don't you don't want to go too deep with Nostra Dumbass. It's just, it's, your mind's gonna fucking you, even, you know, like you can dive into the salt content, really hammering Ameri the American public's health, you know, blood pressure medicine feeding into the pharmaceutical companies. It's a fucking mess. Holy shit. MSG, high blood pressure, pharmaceuticals, manufactured where? China. China. Goddamn. Nostradamus, uh, next time I go into my local Chinese carryout, uh, is there oh, anything I, I should... I know that carryout. Is there any... Well, how about just... just I'm thinking they're good, just they're general... Good they're good people, though. 
I'm just thinking of a general one, not general sales, just general, you know, okay. running them up. Is there anything I should avoid? No. In indulge yourself. Oh, gotcha. The, the sweet, yeah. sweet nectar of brown sauces and vegetables. It's just <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't avoid it. Look, you know, if you're gonna go in there, you're to treat yourself. Gotcha. You're to treat yourself. You know, it's like doing, it's like doing a little heroin. <laughs> <laughs> just a little, not a lot, just a little, just a pinch. Moderation. Ah, Nasha, dumbass. I have a, a question for you. Sure. All right. Shifting focus here a little bit. There's a retirement community in Florida, and it's very distinctly, very uniquely named the Villages. <clears throat> and in the Villages, there is suspicion that people are going there living a swinger lifestyle. Now, hear me out on this. Uh, they put, rather than a uh, upside-down pineapple, they put loofahs on their car. White means I'm new. Black means I'm into anything. Teal means I'm bisexual. Purple means I like to watch. There are detractors to this that say that the loofahs just help identify what car these senior citizens are driving because they just they all have the same cars more or less. They don't know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Nostra dumbass, what exactly is going on in the villages? You ever seen Cocoon? <laughs> Wait, have I ever seen what? Cocoon? Yeah. Oh, it's boy. Like, have I? Kind of like that. But look, <laughs> tell you what. I have a little place down the village. Just, I'll tell you. <laughs> I fly a black and a purple loop. Okay? And I'm not ashamed to say it. So does that mean you'll watch anything? <laughs> look. You're an experienced watcher. You're not your dumbass. Okay? <laughs> it's just good... God-fearing American adults enjoying each other's company <laughs> in in very very cookie cutter row homes in shitty uh, Florida. It's it's not bad, it's not good, but it's not bad. You know, don't overthink. It's really our motto. You just yeah, describe not, not just, involved. You just describe Chinese food. What by I the hear way. is their motto. <laughs> you just describe Chinese food. Yeah. It's not good. It's not bad. It's not good. It's kind of the theme of Nostradamus, I think, this evening. Nostradamus, uh my my uh my mother, who's a widow, if uh I ever overhear her uh suggesting that she might be interested in buying a villa or a vista or a vista villa mm -hmm. in the villages, uh should I be concerned? Um, I'd say no. I'd say send her my way. I'm a licensed realtor uh, specializing in real estate in the villages. So <laughs> deal. She should live her life, you know? She should live her life. Okay. That's, fair enough. That's, what, that's what it's about down there. Look, I think you guys are very, really judgmental. Nostra Dumbass is getting a vibe here. It feels well, judgy. It is a little, well, yeah, you know what, though? At some, at some point, we do need to be a little judgy. I, th I think it's okay to be a little judgy. I mean, people at the end of their lives, you know, like living in a retirement community, I, I do feel bad for the grandma who put the purple loofah or maybe even the black loofah on her, uh, I don't know, her antenna of her car so she can find it coming out of the Target 
<laughs> late in the afternoon and is met by some guy with a push broom mustache who's ready to, uh, I don't know, uh, twiddle their dedel- delicates a little bit. Yeah. Nasha Dumbass, what would you say to someone who's down there who, uh, if in fact, now have we, have you made a decision as to whether or not this isn't, this is a full fledged swinger community or if it is a, uh, some sort of color indicator to what car they're driving. Um, look, you can think about it. How you, want. you know, I'm not here to define what people do in the bunch. Mm. It's a free loving community. People are friendly. Okay. Sometimes, uh-huh. sometimes you hang out with your friends and you have a nice barbecue and then you take your clothes off and you go inside. <laughs> <laughs> and you touch each other's wives. <laughs> it's a thing, okay? Look, we're not here to judge. I'm not here to judge. You shouldn't be here to judge. Look, is it a swingers community? Maybe. Is it just a community of nice folk, mm-hmm. Americans trying to trying to get along and steam towards the end of life? Mm-hmm. A little happiness in their lives and smile on their faces? Definitely. And that's what we should be concerned about, right? Yeah. Nothing so. Nasha Dumbass, if uh if a older gentleman's down there with uh uh, uh they have their color blind, <laughs> what would be rec- what would be your recommendation for making sure that you got the right loofahs on your car? Um it would really I would honestly just say maybe that person should not worry so much about the color of loofahs and just open themselves up to the opportunity of any loofah <laughs> and what that might bring. Like a Russian roulette loofah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> none, of them, none of them mean death. Most of them mean pleasure. <laughs> well, I don't know. There is, a, there, there is a saying in the loofah community, if it's black, stay back. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious as to what like a white and black would mean. Newbie and I'm into anything. Wait, wait, sorry. Could you uh could you read down the, the index of colors again? Do you have that? They, they, they only identify four, but apparently there there are many more. White means I'm a newbie. Okay. Black means I'm like whatever the fuck happens yeah. happens. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Teal is I'm bisexual, purple, I just like to watch. Uh, but I do want to say the person who said it's a car identifier made a good point, basically said, um, uh, trust me, a lot of these people are definitely not swingers. <laughs> Most of them can't even stand without assistance. <laughs> Look, <laughs> from what I know of the villages, well, you're old, lying down. A lot, of old, a lot of old folk down there, but from what I know about all folk. They get horny. <laughs> I got the Parkinson's. I'm always swinging. <laughs> By the way, this sounds like a like a new old version of the uh, the bandana code. You can actually Wikipedia the bandana code. Now this is an old 1980s uh, like gay code with bandanas where you would position them in your back pocket. Uh, the color scheme of the bandana. Um, 
there are some nar like depending on how much you're into, you know what I'm saying? Those watching, yeah, there's some there's some rough stuff that happens in the bandana community. Now, I don't know mm -hmm. if that's still a thing. I think we're a little more of an open society and I think people are, you know, a little more willing to ask, "What are you into?" But back in the day, you could maybe walk the boardwalk at Rehoboth Beach and maybe have yourself a nice black and blue bandana hanging out the back pocket. And that meant, follow me, the pleasure and sin. That meant, wait, is it dark blue or light blue? I'm not sure. I don't know the bandana coat off the top of my head, but it well, is a pick, gnarly pick coat. One, pick one, sir, and Nostradamus will tell you what it means. <laughs> um, you know, just knowing the pitfalls of black, I'm probably more of a blue guy. So you said black and blue. So you okay. Both. Which blue? Which which blue? Light or dark? Oh, oh. Well, you know what? If we're all in, we might as well go dark. <laughs> so maybe so I'm so black. asking them anal sex, eh? Is that what you're <laughs> after, my friend? <laughs> I, I see where you're at. <laughs> I will never tell. <laughs> you're a naughty boy. <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, is Nostra dumbass, and I think that went off I, some off somewhat without a hitch i don't know it was like the opposite right. what's that I think, I think perfectly right. yeah i just need a costume to really drive it home and maybe we're gonna help you background like maybe a fake crystal ball all right i'm gonna prop myself up listeners fuck off we're gonna do it right. <laughs> we're gonna help you out we're gonna help you out don't worry we're gonna get you this is yeah, Nost 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 dumbass knows you're mocking him, so fuck off. <laughs> he knows you're scrubbing a black loofah all over your filthy skin. Yeah, I know you like to watch. <laughs> That's purple. That's purple. Nostra <laughs> <laughs> dumbass is a black and purple kind of guy. <laughs> Not sure if the dumbass has a little bit of cataracts. He's, he's, up, he's up for watching just about anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Mr. Murr, I hope you have a good week of fun facts to pick through. There's seven of them. You're going to give us, I don't know, four, five. Hope, hope they're good. Hope they're good as Nostra dumbass can predict. They're not good. They're amazing <laughs> facts. Brought to you, of course, by our friends at the Shin Splints Recovery Group, but hold the phone. We have another sponsor for this week's official Mental Floss Amazing Facts. That's right, my friends. There's a brand new science club out there. Flat Earth Science. Yes, it exists. It's a thing. It's a place to discuss the scientific fact that the Earth is officially flat. So make sure you find the Flat Earth Science Group on Facebook. What's the rest of that title? I know it's more than just the Flat Earth Science. Advocates for Truth. Yes, the Flat Earth Science Advocates for Truth, brought to you by our friends at the Shin Splits Recovery Group. Two scientific communities coming together to make the world a better place. If you've got any pain below the knee and above the ankle, that's where you need the Shin Splints Recovery Group, where you can then discuss how you got your shin splints by running across the flat earth. <laughs> Did one entire circle. If the earth was curved, Shinswitz wouldn't even exist. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> I heard that too. He's still, he's still in character. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard that too. 
Well, because if the if the if the Earth had a curve to it, then your ankle and your your heel would hit and roll just perfectly enough in alignment with your spine and your knee and your hip, and so then there would be no need to cause that stress on the shin. Now on this preposterous flat Earth, you run, and your 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 natural physiology fights the Earth because mm-hmm. it isn't curved. Exactly, and you can discuss this fact in more detail at Flat Earth Science Advocates for Truth. Speaking of truth, speaking of facts, let's get to five fun, amazing facts. Did you know the world's tallest living tree is a coast redwood in California named Hyperion? It's just over 380 feet tall. God dang. Think about that. 380. So what? A uh, football field is 300 feet, right? Yeah. Yeah. So with the two end zones, it's still taller than an, it's it's taller than a football field with end zones is long. <clears throat> you know what I'm thinking? That's a lot of printer paper. Yeah. <laughs> Buffalo <laughs> makes a lot of General Sal. This makes a lot of printer paper. The pencils. <laughs> That's fair. Do you know what most redwood trees were cut down and used for in the 1970s? Mm. Bullets. <laughs> I know they were cutting them down at a rapid rate back then. Though. Oh, yeah. Hot tubs. They were uh, used for hot tubs, mainly used by swingers who are now in their seventies and eighties using loofahs to get other swingers to come to their redwood hot tubs. Dirty old bastards. I got, I got a redwood back at the uh, back at the villa. Oh yeah, I got a well, redwood right here. <laughs> I'm I'm a purple, but I might change it to to teal if uh, if you got a if you legit got a redwood, I'll fucking change it to teal. I'm bisexual. <laughs> you want to get on in here? Nah, I watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wes, you mentioned him. So did you know Babe Ruth? He was born on Monday, February 6th in 1895, used to tuck cold cabbage leaves under his baseball cap to keep cool while playing baseball. According to a 1928 newspaper article, he obtained a head of cabbage, put it in the Yankees' water cooler, and between innings inserted ice-cooled cabbage leaves between his thinking pot and the sun. And the Yankees had to drink water flavored with cabbage to suit the babe's idea. One, I didn't know that, and two, that's fucking ridiculous. That's so preposterous. Yeah. It's like, people talk about, like, oh, I mean, you know, we've come a long way. Look at this. The icon, Babe Ruth. The, 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 that guy probably could have gotten away with not a murder, but multiple murders in New York City in the 20s. And here he's like, well, you know, when I'm out in, out in right field and got this cotton, cotton uniform on, it's making my nipples and my ass all fucking sweaty. Uh, after a long night of boozing and smoking cigars and hanging out with uh, some some black loofah motherfuckers, uh, I like to put cold cabbages on my head. I wait, hold on, but it makes sense. I mean, in nineteen, what are you, a, a lettuce wig that's ice cold. In, in nineteen twenty-eight, okay, a cabbage leaf is a pretty. It's it's pretty thick. You get it ice cold. You throw it under your cap for an ending, and then you've just you got like a. It's actually you a, a genius. You said a cabbage leaf, right? Yeah. 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 That that's that's fair. I would. That's like that's at least somewhat useful. Now, but if like, you're, if you're in a, like it a is Rastafarian pre- wig, it is preposterous. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what did you think he said? Like a big bamboo leaf or something? No, I, th- I thought he said like a like a lettuce, leaf, like, you know, like a romaine. I'm like, oh, uh, that's just weird. It's all wet. It's all fucking soggy. <laughs> it's strange. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, a cabbage leaf's got a little more structure to it. You know, holds its shape. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's okay. But like, again, I think there is something to be said about a time, right? Like, you know. Like old timey cowboys would come in off the range and have a cold sarsaparilla. Sarsaparilla. Have you had sarsaparilla? It's fucking dog shit. I thought it's it was awful. just like root beer. No. Well, yeah, I guess kind of. Except if it sucked. If if root beer was the worst thing you've ever had in your life, uh, that's sarsaparilla. <laughs> yeah, which is fair because I'm not a big root beer guy either. <laughs> so imagine a worse root beer. Terrible. I didn't know this, but the reason it's called root beer, and I literally just found this out a couple of years ago, <laughs> is that it's literally just it's 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 a soda that's flavored with roots. That's why it's called root beer. Mm-hmm. Like if you have birch beer, it's birch roots that they've soaked and Correct. they've just they've extracted the flavor from. That's, ginger. That's ginger beer. Not as bad tasting. I'd take birch poop versus root root poop. Yeah, root, that's just whatever's in the ground. There's like, fuck yeah. it. Steep that shit. Make See, something but that's the it. point. They're like, old-timey people were making refreshments out of dirt roots. Yeah, and, and making coffee out of rabbit shit. Yeah. So it's not it's not too far off to say that Babe Ruth said, let me use this cabbage leaf to eat my... Keep my knocker cool here. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, that's pretty tame. Yeah, yeah babe, you were, you were an innovator. You were ab- you were above your time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Does it real quick? Do you know what the, the you ever heard the uh, saying out in left field? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's because Babe Ruth played right field. Anyone who got left field bleacher seats used to say, "I'm out left field. I'm away from the babe." Oh, did not know mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Another fun fact for you. Did you know Christopher Guest, who was born on February 5th, 1948, is best known for his comedic masterpieces such as his mockumentaries, um, Waiting for Guffman, Best in Show. He also happens to hold a hereditary British prestige as the fifth Baron Hayden Guest, officially. I'm Lord Hayden Guest, he told The Guardian back in 2016. And yes, that's a novelty. Born into it by accident, obviously. And then your dad dies, and you're the next one. So, anyway, so Christopher Guest is officially a uh, a baron. Ooh. The only baron I know is Baron Munchausen. And that's a... <laughs> that's a... That, you know, that's a movie, so... Yeah. I don't really know any other barons. Isn't that a syndrome, too, where you make your kids sick just to take care of them? Munchausen syndrome. Um, it's, it's not like that's like a common like 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 you see it in your movies a lot, but there's like other versions of Munchausen's. But yeah, it is basically like feigning sickness in general. Like you could you could just be feigning sickness, and I'm pretty sure that's Munchausen. Mm, okay, you just want sympathy for the sickness. Yes, yeah, you do it like for the attention and the whatever the the perks of being sick, like meeting John Cena and stuff, you know, like <laughs> which where <laughs> I'm, I'm with it. <laughs> We're stopping a basketball game with ten seconds left in the third quarter. 
That <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have. <laughs> Didn't I say earlier the, the the Boy Meets World actor? Yeah, Mr. Feeney. The Daniels, oh, yeah, the, whatever his name, Michael Daniels. Like this is the, this, this same thing applies. Like I have Munchausen syndrome. But wait, but but what the fuck's that? I don't know. <laughs> no idea. By the way, if you look up Christopher Guest, uh, if you ever did, if you ever done this with John Hughes, where it's like um, director, writer, producer, Christopher Guest has one plus actor because he acted in a lot of these. Man, dude, he did a lot of good work. A lot of screenwrites, a lot of directing. He only produced one, which is whatever. But whew, this is a star-studded lineup. Dude, like I love all of. I love Best in Show. Uh, if if you've ever seen A Mighty Wind, yep, it's phenomenal. A Mighty he was Wind there, terrific. <laughs> he was he he wrote, directed, and acted in that. Yeah. Um, See here, Christ, he starred in a few good men. <laughs> Didn't know that, uh, but yeah, waiting for wrote, directed, and starred in Waiting for Guffman. Yep, uh, a mighty wind for your consideration. Yeah, no, that's a good. Oh, cross the land and cross the sea. <laughs> I I'm I found a good pickup the other day. I was watching um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And it's Amazon Prime's really cool with Amazon Video is like if you just tap the screen, it shows you everybody who's in the scene. It shows you fun facts. Well, I saw this guy. It's it's right when Indy gets done um, with the car chase. And he takes the antidote and he's on his way to get to the plane and he gets to the airport. And the guy's like, oh, Mr. Jones, we've got your plane ready for you. You're not going to like the scenery. And I'm like, that sounds a lot like Dan fucking Aykroyd. That's not Dan Aykroyd. That. He wouldn't have been famous enough for an Indiana Jones movie at this time. And then I tapped the screen. It's like Dan fucking Aykroyd, like 1985, like in fucking Indiana Jones cameo fucking part. Doesn't even show his face. He's just doing a fucking over the top Dan Aykroyd British accent. Ray Ray Vinkman. No, wait. Ray. No, it's Peter Vinkman. He's Ray. Damn it. Yeah, like all three of those motherfuckers came out in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, and by the way, Dan Aykroyd wrote the original Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and then they changed the shit out of it because it wasn't worth putting on film. And he said, "We're gonna make it," and they said, "Yeah." He said, "Okay, change it all you want." <laughs> <laughs> Did you know, despite being thought of as an overnight dud, New Coke? actually stuck around for quite a while after its 1985 introduction. Coca-Cola eventually rebranded it as Coke Coke 2 and continued manufacturing it until 2002. In 2019, it made a limited-time return as a tie-in to Netflix's Stranger Things. Coke 2? Yeah, I don't remember Coke 2 being, like, anywhere. Yeah, that doesn't ring a bell at all. And I feel like the out of the three of us, we're pretty, you know, have a pretty good lock on our formative years, especially when shit like that came around. Yeah, yeah I can. Like, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm not a cola drinker. Like, I don't drink a lot of sodas, but if I do drink sodas, it's like ginger ale or like orange soda. No, and and but my family, we were Coca-Cola drinkers, and there was a big time like, what the hell just happened when New Coke came out? And then I remember my dad going on like a buying spree. Like he would go to every grocery store he could 
and buy as much like on the shelf, like a regular Coca-Cola before it was gone. And then there was like a little bit of a lull. And thankfully there's enough outrage that they came out with the Coke classic before we ran out all of our stockpile of uh, original Coca-Cola. So we, we averted that disaster in the Murr family. <laughs> disaster averted. I love Andrew. Yeah. Legitimately yeah. too. But he guys like, Oh God. Whew. You sleep easier now. Dude. Yeah, well. Got my molasses drink. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking phenomenal. Let me tell you, man. Uh, I think I think if everyone on Earth died, me and my mother would keep Diet Coke fucking like streaming out of the factory. Because <laughs> the other day, I think I was like, "Have you had water? What was the last thing? You... I don't think I've drank anything but Diet Coke for the last four days straight." It's <laughs> a problem. It's awful. It is. Yeah, I'm aware. I know. Nothing I can do about it. <laughs> Did you Can't know? It very much is. <laughs> Can't go back. Can't go back. Can't go back. It's, it's just where I am now. It's how I live. Did you know? Curious George has sometimes gotten a little too curious. In one 1947 book, Curious George takes a job. The mischievous monkey wanders around in a hospital and comes across ether, a common anesthetic at the time. George samples it and nods off before being revived by the man in the yellow hat. You goddamn junkie. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) I I fail to remember. Either that was read to me and I didn't know that, you know, what ether was or that there were drug addicts or uh, my elementary school teachers were savvy enough to understand that that might not be Good enough to re- read to six, seven, or eight-year-olds. No, so. I, I can specifically remember my mom reading me Curious George, and he, like, sniffs a bottle and fucking falls asleep. <laughs> so, but, I mean, it was fairly innocent if I'm remembering it correctly. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's better than Curious George. Yeah. As the old saying goes, curiosity drugs the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it, did, be more careful. Did his caretaker come by with like smelling salts or something? I don't know. <laughs> Go to sleep. Grabs <laughs> <laughs> his face. Probably the best thing that could have happened to the man in the yellow hat. Just fucking keep some ether in the back pocket. You know what works now. Jesus, man. I read one to my kid where like Curious George lets all the penguins out at the fucking zoo. The all like, he saves like one baby penguin and like all's forgiven. I'm like, that motherfucker just let an endangered species run fucking wild. All over this fucking zoo, just uh, in, endangering people and animals and everything, and now it's okay because you saved one fucking baby penguin. It's bullshit. It teaches kids a bad lesson. You can get away with anything. There's uh, 67 other penguins just marching through the streets in Nashville. Way to go, Curious George. Save the day. That's just a merit. Where's the fucking ether? And that, my friends, is your Fun Fact Friday. <sighs> Fucking curious, George. You just razzed me up. Way to go, Murr. <clears throat> hey, folks, today on Before You Go, uh, this comes out of a little town on the north side. And the only reason I know this is because I dated a girl from there. Miller Place, New York. Uh, it's in Long, Long Island. 82-year-old woman was pronounced dead uh, at a nursing home. And then three hours later, they shuffle her ass to the... Uh, <laughs> to the Water's Edge Rehab and... Wait, actually, so excuse me. That was the uh, Water's Edge Rehab and Nursing Center is the place where she was pronounced dead. She was taken to the O.B. Davis Funeral Homes in Miller Place. Uh, three hours later, it was only found that she was breathing. 
That's right, folks. Three hours later, they're about to embalm her. <laughs> and and uh, what am I doing here? <laughs> wow, lady. What the fuck? And can do you think the person who was like, you know, I and I again, I just made up the whole embalming thing. Maybe they were just going through the checklist. Let's contact her family. Let's figure out, you know, uh, funeral arrangements, yada, yada. That person who was there next to them, who witnessed this first breath, shit themselves. I guarantee <laughs> that. That's not speculative. That's fact. Yeah. No. no. Or, like, yes, probably. Or it's a, it's a more common occurrence in mortuaries than you think, and you just don't know. Um, I, I actually, I got a person I can ask for that. I'll get back to you. But the thing, the bigger thing is, is like, this is why you don't send your folks off to like nursing places, right? They were like, whew, looks pretty dead to me. <laughs> All right, let's get her on out of here. The wait list is fucking six months. We got to get, we got to get some bodies in here. You know, turn them over. We can we can raise bodies the rent. in, get some bodies out. We can raise the rent on this shared room with two twin beds. Like you know, you know what I'm saying. Like she's had this rent control for about a few years. Yeah, like fool. She's been here since 2015. You know, we've got COVID rates going now. We can get double for this fucking bed. Get this brought out of here and then ship her over to the fucking morgue, and she's alive. I just you know we've spent the last couple of years talking about trust the science do we not have like the scientific technology to like determine death versus not death <laughs> like do is like i'm wearing an apple watch right now could they have just like maybe double tapped on the little heart icon to be like oh shit she's still with us why was this person even taken to the morgue in the fucking first place that's what i'd like to know yeah, I'd like to. I mean, listen, I would like to think the staff at the Waters Edge Rehab and Nursing Center in Port Jefferson have a little know how as to what you just said death versus not death. But maybe you've got a couple stoners who are like, oh man, she's fucking dead. Let's, let's get her out of here. Like <laughs> is it just me or does like water's edge as a nursing home real feel kind of like ominous like because i feel like you know hey oh lassie you're on your 15th birthday hey come on old girl let's go on down to the water's edge where i'm gonna hold your face underwater for about 30 seconds until we finish this shit off and move on with life without you in it so alan you think this happens more often than i mean I'm not going to say this is the first time, but uh, you think this, this is a little more regular than, than we anticipate or we know of? Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. It was like, I don't know, fucking dying humans are fucking weird, man. Like, weird shit happens on the way out the door uh, if, if you're unaware. So, yeah, I think it, it probably does. And, again, like, you can you can send your your loved one to like Eden's paradise and it costs like a fucking arm and a leg and like they get fucking fed filet mignon and they play parcheesi and shit or you can send them to Shady Acres they get fucking shipped lukewarm to a fucking morgue (laughs) (laughs) and that's the kind of shit that happens bro like I, I don't know what to tell you (laughs) <laughs> you're right you're absolutely right and it's funny you haven't brought up uh whether or not they should go to the villages or the village 
listen, they got enough on their plates. Now, <laughs> the work at the villages is probably working double time, okay? <laughs> Just remember, it's got its own set of concerns. You're into anything. That's li living or dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a guy in a golf cart sitting outside <laughs> every color on his golf cart every single one i was thinking a guy from the morgue just sits outside of a, just sits outside of a big orgy like all right yep <sighs> this is about the time we'd have a dead one if one's gonna die <laughs> this guy roll, guy, new guy rolls up he's like oh i thought black was for like morgue stuff <laughs> like, get out of here i want to be hung while i'm jerking off like borderline <laughs> death isn't that how david carradine died yes it is it is yeah. oh, god walker texas right wait not on that was no, chuck norris kung sorry. fu kung fu sorry yeah and chuck he, norris just would have lived yeah yes kung fu kill bill also michael hudgens of the uh of nxs that's how he died yeah. Was he also? Wasn't he in? Um. Uh. Wasn't he in? Uh. He was, Poltergeist. He was in excess. <laughs> like, a, David Carradine was was in, in excess. <laughs> we know, but yes. <laughs> well, God bless. They did. They they did not put her name in here, and you know whatever. That's uh. So God bless Jane Doe for fucking coming out of it. Uh, right before you got put under, I don't, I don't even know. I mean, buried alive is fucking terrifying. Well, I mean, you would you would die long before that. I'm sure you're not going to live through embalming fluid. Uh, well, yeah, I guess if they good evolve, point. Probably wake up. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, back well, in the day, you were going to embalm though. Well, that, well, do they? That's the thing. I, I guess I need to at least get a cocktail napkin and pencil it down. Like I don't want embalmed. Don't do that shit. I don't want it. I don't want it. Even in death, I just want what I am now. Just put it away. Just lock her in a. But they got so like. See, here's the thing. Here's the kicker. I think like you can totally do that. Um, but I'm fairly certain that it has to be done like fast yeah like you yeah, die you they flip you around like they fucking stuff you in a pizza box and they drop you in a hole and fuck like they get you going you know what i'm saying like right. you can't you can't linger like out mm. out of state family can't come right because you're cooking in a box like you can't, you can't yeah. yeah like the evolving everyone can come and everyone can see your your meat statue before you go into the ground if you want if to you're go gonna have a if you want to avoid that, you gotta go quick. If you're gonna have an open casket, you gotta yeah, that's gotta be like same day, like a same day, yeah, same day funeral. Yeah. You got it's like not, two you days. Still, you still gotta be lukewarm. You got for you got two days. No, you got two days. days. Look, get some you're gonna, like, you're gonna get puffy days, bro. You're gonna yeah, get like puffy as fuck. Yeah, you'll start. You'll start like it happens so fast. We are such meat sacks. <laughs> it's so gross. Yeah. You get fucking. You get. It happens so old. fast. Look, I got not a, fucking not bulky. I got a check freezer in the basement. Toss me in there until everybody's ready, and then we'll get on with it. Got it. <laughs> you got to like crack you out. <laughs> I be in the fetal position, just like. <laughs> You're like all right, lay him out. Snapping <laughs> <laughs> your arms and shit. <laughs> ah, I'll just put this back on here. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Look, I Bernie, think it almost came off. Dude, Bernie Lomax made it a whole fucking week and fucking like 
solve the fucking murder mystery, okay? <laughs> you talk about Hollywood suspending belief. <laughs> Even made it to the sequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, we're a little light on <clears throat> uh, uh, commenters or comments from social media network. There was one. I'm going to save it uh, because you know what? Fuck it. We're a little light. That's all I'm going to say. So, Alan, tell the kiddos and the kiddettes where you can find the middle class holes. You can check us out on all your favorite fucking social media platforms. Uh, you can find us at, at MDL Class Holes on Instagram and Twitter. We are the middle class holes on Facebook and TikTok. And for your listening pleasures, you can check us out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And Murr ran away. I think he had a Did he poop himself? Yep, he did. You have to he actually poop? he went he went to check the temperature of that freezer. You have to poop. <laughs> He's like, ooh, freezer freezer feels good. Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in there right before I die. Oh, according to this white claw, the freezer is right where it needs to be. <laughs> All right, Alan. Hey, let next week we're gonna have a uh, middle class holes good bad movie review. Tell yes. the tell the listeners what they're in for. Uh, you're in for. What I would consider to be a modern American classic uh, called The Adventures of Power. It's really uh, a coming-of-age tale about a young man uh, from the backwoods uh, of Appalachia rising to, to, to meet his dreams and touch the stars. Uh I'll leave it at that. I think. I think that's really the good, the best way to. I, I I have to say, of all the good bad movies that have been suggested <laughs> for review, this might be. This is number one. I'm currently watching the adventure uh, Adventures of Power, and I gotta say, I'm inspired, and <laughs> I'm, right. I'm I'm creeped out a little bit. It's weird. <laughs> it's fucking weird. But I'll be, I'll be goddamned if I wasn't just inspired about half an hour ago when I got to what would I would consider like the climax of the movie uh, when Power is going to um, to do to do his thing. We'll just say that and we'll, uh-huh. we'll we'll suspend some disbelief here. But uh, yeah, Alan, you have chosen a you you have cracked open a gemstone on the banks of the river. I'm glad. I'm glad. I got. I actually have to give uh, my wife some props on this one because we were like sitting around uh, enjoying a recreational activity that we do. Uh, and does it involve lupus? <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> it involves cannabis. <laughs> 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 so I was like, I'm trying to think of a good bad movie. And we Googled stuff and she was like, bruh, this. And I was like, yep, that's the one. So we watched it and I was touched. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh-huh. here we are. So shout out, shout out to Boo. <laughs> but, you know, speaking of all the Christopher Guest movies, this is very much in that vein of like. Oh, yeah. Waiting for Guffman and a Mighty Wind and all that. Just actually, uh, is he? I think he might. I thought he was in it for a second. Maybe Michael McKean's in it, and so uh, yeah. and Jane Lynch. It's a it, look. 
It's very much a, yeah. Hey, look, we're doing a both. We have to review it here. I soon, know, right? I know. I'm just saying, I want people to try to watch it before we review it so we can review it and they can be in the know. The Adventures of Powers. Adventures of Power. All right. Powers, yeah. Power. Yes. All right. Correct. Got it. We'll see him next week. Yes. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do a, a very touching. Uh, I think, look, 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 uh, bring your tissues, bring your candies, bring your popcorns, bring your juji fruits, if that's your thing. We're going to go on a ride. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Thank you, Nasha Dumbass, for sticking around towards the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs>